Hello and welcome to PodSpot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. It's a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot with practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you're returning, thank you for coming back. I'm Kerry, PR and Digital Engagement Manager at Clients First, and I'm going to be your host today. You can listen to all of our other episodes on the usual platforms, including iTunes, Spotify and Google, or head to bit.ly forward slash podspot podcast to subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode and you will have all of the HubSpot hints and tips to help you get going. What more could you want? So this week we're looking at workflows. What are they? How do they work? And how can they help businesses? I myself am a complete novice when it comes to workflows, so I am definitely looking forward to learning a bit more about them today. And to help us do this today, I have the pleasure of speaking to my colleague, Matt Wood, who is our digital strategist at Clients First. So welcome back to PodSpot, Matt. It's lovely to have you back. How are you doing today? Hi, Kerry. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks. It's good to be back on uh, PodSpot after hosting it originally. I know. <laughs> it's good to be back on the other side of the the other side of the microphone. Definitely. Bit of a role reversal for us today, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But looking forward to it. Cool. So, um, yeah, we'll jump right in. So, as you know, HubSpot recently changed the systems that workflows were built on. So, there's been quite a bit of talk about them. I know that we at Clients First are talking about them a lot more frequently. So, I guess why don't we start off with exactly what are workflows in HubSpot? Okay. Yeah. Sure. So, essentially, workflows is the main CRM and marketing automation functionality built into HubSpot's platform. So, workflows allow you to automate pretty much everything uh, from you know marketing emails being sent out automatically to data fields being updated when something's happened in the system automatically to anything within um, internal operations can be automated. So if you think from creating things like lead nurturing systems for marketing, so sending out automated mailers um, after somebody's downloaded a guide or something like that, uh, to building out fully automated sales pipelines. So the possibilities with workflows and what you can actually automate are, are endless. And for me, you know, workflows is probably the, the most powerful part of the HubSpot platform, in my opinion, just because automation itself can be something that can really revolutionize the way businesses operate, definitely across marketing, sales and service. So, you know, as, as we know, there's a lot of manual process across marketing and sales, and it can be, uh, you know, a major point of friction when businesses rely on salespeople, marketers to manually update CRM systems and manually add data into CRMs and manually remember to actually follow up with leads and prospects. So workflows in HubSpot tool that can, that can definitely help businesses solve this by automating large parts of, of, that, of those processes. And the exciting thing at the moment about workflows is that HubSpot are constantly updating the tool. So it's really exciting to see the direction HubSpot are going in with their suite of automation tools, especially in relation to custom objects, which is something we've, I know we've talked about uh, on the podcast previously, um, but the, the ability to actually automate custom objects is, is coming into play now, which is, is, is quite an exciting prospect. Yeah, I can definitely echo that, you know, automation is a bit of a lifesaver when it comes to marketing. And like you said, 
with HubSpot being such a large platform, having to do everything manually, um, it's it's a bit of a tall order, really. And mistakes are going to happen and campaigns aren't going to be quite as effective as they could be when you bring in automation. So, um, yeah, I completely agree with what you said. And I think that's a, a very big statement, Matt, saying workflows is your favourite bit of HubSpot. <laughs> I think it's because I just spend so much time at the moment using the workflow tool i mean you know next month i might be saying that the uh, the email marketing tool is the best tool ever because i'm probably spending more time using that <laughs> i just go off what i'm doing day to day pretty much what's my favorite tool <laughs> just living and breathing workflows day to day yeah pr- pretty much my life at the moment yeah <laughs> so uh, so i guess when it comes to automation in hubspot there is also something called sequences so what is the difference between sequences and workflows yeah, sure. So um, often when um, you know I explain that there's two types of automation within within HubSpot, I see the the confusion of people's faces and often get a load of questions like, "What is the difference? What you know? How can there be two different types of automation in HubSpot?" And actually, uh, it's quite simple to explain the, the two types of automation. So you've got workflows and sequences. So Sequences can be classed as sales automation mainly, and workflows can be classed as the more advanced CRM and marketing automation. So sequences itself, I guess you could call it a sales outreach automation. So essentially sequences allow salespeople to automate all of their follow-up activity, their outreach activity that they're currently running with prospects using things like email templates and tasks. So, you know, salespeople, it's, it's, again, it, sequences is designed to save salespeople time of manually having to remember to send a certain outreach email or to set up a, a set of tasks or something like that. And this is what sequences does in a, in a certain way. It allows salespeople to automate emails being sent out to, to prospects and the setting up of, of tasks after those emails have been sent out. So sequences is designed around being as personalized as possible uh, to the prospect. You know, the, the end goal of a sequence is to get the prospect to book a meeting or send an email back to the salesperson. So, um, you know, one of the things we often hear about, you know, we hear from salespeople, actually, um, you know, one of the blockers is... Um, that they fear that they're going to sound too robotic or too generic when they, you know, they automate their sales process. And in fact, because sequences are made up of email templates that have personal things called personalization tokens in them, um, it's a lot easier to actually personalize um, an automated email now. So any de- piece of data from the CRM can actually be added into an email template. So it sounds like, you know, it's uh, it's relevant to the to the prospect rather than it just being a blanket generic email that gets sent out every time. So a lot of personalization can actually be added into these sequence emails now. And also there's, there's things like when you're actually setting up the email templates, it's adding spaces to add specific details in and, um, you know, what HubSpot encourage salespeople to do is when they're creating these email templates is to put a specific like capital letters add this relevant information into here so you're not just forgetting to to add the actual personalization and personal details into the templates at the same time um sequences themselves are actually much easier to build than than workflows as well it's much simpler set of automation so sequences is quite linear in the build so all you can really do when you're building a sequence is add emails and tasks into into a sequence so an example of a sequence would be um you'd enroll somebody um if you say you haven't got in touch with them on the initial phone call you might enroll them into an outreach sequence so they'll, they'll get sent an automated email first 
um, after a day, if they've not got back in touch, um, it might create a task for the salesperson to call again. Um, if they can't get through again, they'll move to maybe day two of the, the sequence and another email gets sent out and so on. And you can, you can just build out these sequences for as, as long as you'd like. Obviously, you don't want to go too, you know, too mental with the time and get you know months and months on end because you know no one wants to receive the same emails months after month. But um, it, the the level of control salespeople can have over sequences is, is is quite flexible. And again, the goal is to get someone to get back in touch with you. So as soon as someone actually does reply to one of the sequence emails or books a meeting using the meeting link in a in a sequence email, they'll actually be taken out of the automation automatically. So salespeople don't have to worry about forgetting to unenroll people in automation. It also happens automatically. So um, yeah, that, that's the main difference really, whereas workflow is a lot more advanced. Um, there's a lot more things like decision trees. Um, there's a lot more sort of database logic type things you can build into workflows. Um, and often you'll have, there'll often be a lot more different branches going off in workflow automation compared to the linear sequence workflows okay great i mean i can tell already that salespeople probably love sequences and find them extremely useful especially when they're dealing with you know vast numbers of contacts on a day-to-day basis having that automation must just be a gift for them so and i agree on that that personalization front as well you know being able to send those emails that are tailored to you know the person's name and industry or job title etc um, must be a really powerful tool for them as well which is great no definitely yeah okay great so um i guess for those who have perhaps never set up a workflow before or aren't quite sure how to go about it if i wanted to automate a process in hubspot how would i go about setting up a workflow Okay, sure. So um, just to start off, the the actual workflow tool within HubSpot is actually quite easy to get to grips with. The the user interface is quite self-explanatory. It's not overly complex. So what what we find and what we see quite a lot is that the actual learning curve to to using the workflows tool isn't really that steep. You know, most people can go in and set a, a basic workflow to send a notification or set up a task or to send an automated mailer out quite easy. It's when it starts to get more advanced, when you start to build out more of your internal processes into automation, where it can get really complex. So what I would actually suggest doing, if if you need to build out something more advanced, um, the first thing I would always do is, is properly plan out the workflow before I build it. So um, I always tend to use a piece of software called Lucidchart, which is, is, is a process mapping tool. It's actually um, it's owned by Google. Um, and yeah, it's, it's relatively uh, cost effective to actually use that. There's, there's different flowchart tools out there, but uh, yeah, Lucidchart's quite a good one. And what I'd do in that is I would build out the workflow, all the different actions within that workflow um, within Lucidchart first. And that allows me to actually visualize the entire workflow before I go and build it into HubSpot. Because what I've found that sometimes... And again, we've seen this with different clients, different people who use HubSpot, is that when you go straight into the build within HubSpot, often what happens is you overlook certain actions that you might have picked up if you planned them out first using um, uh, like a flow uh, chart diagram or uh, your process builder. So, yeah, first thing first, um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd properly plan plan the whole thing out. Um, so once you're happy with the build and, and once you've, um, you know, you've run it past maybe a few different people to check that the, the you know your 
your build sounds and looks right that it would work um i'd go in and, and start to build that actually within hubspot like i said it's quite easy to get to grips using the workflow builder the actions that you can you can add into automation are, are quite uh, self-explanatory hubspot are actually adding you know constantly adding new action types as well so anything that you think oh, i wish i could automate this or i wish it could do that you know, hubspot are normally on the ball with adding uh, new actions in so yeah, so you go into uh, workflows, you build out your your new piece of automation. Um, what you'll often see is that when you're building out, um, is that you, you'll come up you'll come up against different issues, different brick walls that you didn't see when you were actually planning it out in the first place. So you might need to go back to the drawing board a few times, especially if it's quite an advanced workflow you're building. Uh, but eventually, you know, you, you'll sort of build the, the workflow, and it'll all look and, and seem like it's working properly. But then you need to test it. And this is a really important part because you should never build out a workflow and just set it running without testing it at all. And I mean, just quite quite obvious, really. But um, yeah, testing is really important. So there's a, a, a testing tool actually built within the workflow, uh, HubSpot's workflow tool that is is quite useful. For me, it's not advanced enough to really be the only, the only testing you need to do. What I like to do is actually um, set up uh, test contacts and actually run test contacts through and roll them into the workflow and, and see how they actually get, move through the different actions in the workflow first. So I'll often create test contacts and run them through the workflow uh, as well before making anything live. Also, it's it's worth uh, running any workflows you've built past other members of your team. Sense check them. It don't work in isolation because you can often miss different parts of it that, you know, that might throw off issues uh, down the line. Um, after you've thoroughly tested your workflow, this is when you can switch it on and start enrolling contacts. When you when you set up a, a workflow, you set an enrollment rule up. So an enrollment rule can be pretty much based on any data field within HubSpot. Um, so you switch it on, you start enrolling your contacts. However, I'd always keep an eye on your workflow immediately as soon as you've turned it on just to see if there's any errors or anomalies that happen because um, it, it, you know, it's bound to, um, especially if, if you're building like a quite a big workflow, you want to sort of avoid accidentally enrolling, you know, your entire database into a lead nurturing program that's going to send them a load of mailers if it's not relevant to them. So you just need to, to make sure that you, uh, you just keep an eye on, on any workflows you're building um, when you first turn them on and yeah, and just make sure you test them thoroughly. Wow. So it sounds like, you know, it's a, a process that you definitely have to do quite a bit of planning for. I think that um, tip about Lucid Chart is a great one. And it sounds like a process that, you know, you really need to think about prior to, to starting to implement it into your strategy and really work through it and take your time with it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, I mean, it can be really tempting for, for, for people to just jump into into workflows without mapping them out first and just thinking, oh, I know what I need to do and how to build it. But, you know, by doing the planning, you can often find the sort of most efficient ways of actually building the automation um, because you can actually step back and look at, at your sort of lucid chart diagram and run it past other people before you go and build. And there's, there's always multiple ways of building a piece of automation. So the first one you build into HubSpot might not be the best way to do it. So yeah, the planning stage is, is crucial. Yeah, a bit of, bit of trial and error, a bit of testing, and hopefully it'll be a, as effective as you can possibly make it. Yeah, definitely. Great. So um, I guess 
in your day-to-day role or you know previous workflows that you've seen what are some things that HubSpot workflows can be used for do you kind of have some things that you think they're most effective for do you have ideas for our listeners for for getting started in their business well yeah it's uh, quite an open-ended question that one because it's <laughs> pretty much you know automate anything within HubSpot's platform to a certain extent it's, it's a highly flexible tool so um there are lots of different workflows that i'd probably suggest building if you could but um what i'm going to do as a sort of to save us some time so it's not going over an hour this, this uh, <laughs> podcast uh, i'm just going to give examples of uh, a marketing p automation piece sales automation and, and service automation just an example for each one sounds great so first of all if i take marketing for example really good um, way to use workflows for marketing is building out lead nurturing systems, which I talked about before. So for example, a new lead drops into the CRM after filling a form out on one of your content landing pages. Um, obviously, at this point, if it's, if it's a content piece they've downloaded, it's, it's pretty unlikely that they'd, want, that they'd be warm enough to go to the sales team. Um, so what you can do within HubSpot is build out a series of automated comms that would send more relevant content out to the lead. Uh, just to warm them up enough to then get them over to the sales team. So you can build out, in HubSpot, you can build out things like automated emails, automated text messages um, that can run through a length of time, providing you know, valuable content at the start and maybe towards the end of the lead nurturing pro- uh, program become a bit more salesy to start warming them up a bit more for the sales team. Uh, other things you can do with lead nurturing mailers, so you know, based on the engagement they've had with your different emails and your different comms, you can automatically segment them into different lists. So you might uh, have like a highly engaged list, for example, that you segment people into if they've clicked on sort of every, if they've opened every email and clicked on every email that you've sent out to them. Um, that might be a, a lead, uh, sorry, a list that you then pass on to the sales team after that because they're, they're sort of more highly engaged than others. You might have a really low engagement segmentation list as well based on no one opening any of the mailers you've sent. So you, you can automate all this process as well. It just uh, helps operationally to streamline things a lot more f- uh, for the business. So that yeah, that's an example of marketing automation. Uh, example of sales automation. So obviously you've got sequences, which we talked about before, but in terms of actual workflows, um, you can use workflows to automate your, your sales pipeline. So for example, say you've got a deal stage called create contract and a a deal is dropped into the create contract stage. So what you could do is as soon as that deal moves into that stage, you could automate a set of tasks to be created for certain team members to go ahead and create the contract. You know, you might also send a a notification email or an SMS message to the sales management team. Their lead has made it to this stage as well. So what we find with sales is that the autom- automation and workflow automation can be really useful to keep different departments and team members in the loop uh, when a, a deal is maybe reached a certain stage or it's worth a certain amount of money or a certain amount of revenue to the business. Um, it's a great way of, of keeping everything transparent and certain people in the loop. So yeah, you can automate your entire pipeline to do different things based on what stage the deal is in. Then if I take services, so um, if you've got a customer service or customer support team, you can actually automate your entire ticketing process. So, for example, when someone might log a support ticket uh, with your business, you can build some automation that will automatically send out things like a confirmation email to the user, uh, while at the same time, you might actually allocate the ticket to uh, a customer service team member automatically 
uh, with a task that gets set up automatically with all the information um, that the uh, the customer has, has added into their support query. So you, you can actually automate each part of the um, of the custom support journey as well. So they're just three quick things that um, that you, you could do across each of these departments. Like I said, it's there's a, there's a lot of different parts of HubSpot you can automate. Um, so and that's the exciting thing about it really is that if you you know need to be able to automate something within your business, you can normally do that within Hub, with HubSpot. Okay, great. I mean, those are really good examples. And I think it just goes to show how broad and versatile HubSpot workflows are. And that, you know, like you said, you can use them across all different kinds of departments and really help create that customer journey from start to finish and make sure that it's as as smooth and as well automated as possible, which is what we all like to have every now and again, every little help. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you've touched on a few things already, such as, you know, planning and process mapping, but I guess, do you have any other tips or maybe best practice guidelines for our listeners to follow when they're perhaps starting to put together their own workflows? Yeah, so um, I'd say the best tip for building out workflows is to make sure you split out large complex processes into smaller workflows. So what I mean by this is that I've seen many a workflow where a business has tried to build out their entire sales process into one single workflow. And while that is possible to a certain extent, it's just not recommended. It just becomes completely uncontrollable. There's decision trees all over the place. There's logic happening all over the place. It's really difficult to sort of keep up to you know, where somebody is in the sales process in your automation. And if there's any errors or issues, if you have a massive workflow, it's really difficult to decipher where an issue is, is, is taking place and, and where the problem actually lies. So what I would suggest is if you, um, you you do have quite a complex process, say your sales process for your business that you need to automate, um, try and break that down into different stages. Uh, because the, the great thing about HubSpot workflows, it's one of the actions in a workflow. You can, you can actually to enroll a contact into another workflow from a branch. So um, you don't have to have everything just in one workflow. You can easily send people to different workflows automatically. So again, it comes back to... I guess, planning properly and mapping out your workflows before you start building, because there's there's always going to be multiple ways to automate a certain process. So the simpler you keep your workflows, the easier it'll be to manage for you and your team going forward. I'd say that's my, my top tip. Great. That's, it. that's a great one. And I guess touching on, you know, you were talking about different departments using workflows, you know, it, it being versatile across marketing, sales and services. Do you think it's important for them to have that that open dialogue with each other and work together when they're creating workflows? I guess, you know, there can be so many different kinds of workflows. It, it may get confusing. So do you think it's important for them to collectively work together? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, especially between marketing and sales, because what, um, you know, more enterprise level businesses will be concerned with is the handover between of leads between marketing and sales. So um, it's really important that teams are just on the same level and they know that how the automated process works. A lot of the times when we're doing training with businesses, when we set up a piece of automation for them, um, a lot of the training is making sure we clearly explain the automated processes in their sales process now so they know that they don't always have to create a task at a certain point manually or they don't always have to send a, an email notification or, or, or you know a message to a colleague if it's happening if there's already an automated notification going out 
So it's, it's yeah, it's really important for, for teams to all sort of have their say and all be on the same page when it comes to automating any part of the business, really. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that, yeah. Okay, great. I think there's been some really awesome tips from you there, Matt. Um, and it sounds like, you know, from me, from a consumer point of view, um, I've definitely learned a lot about how businesses put together their processes and streamline it in, in terms of, you know, customer support, lead nurturing and um, understanding where I am on that customer journey. So, um, yeah, I think Workflows is a really incredible tool. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people listening will be really interested in trying some of the advice that you've given in their own team. So uh, thanks again for your time today, Matt. No, pleasure to have this chat. And yeah, I hope everyone managed to get something out of that. Um, and yeah, good luck in your automation. <laughs> everyone will be living and breathing workflows right with you Matt <laughs> <laughs> great thanks again Matt so if you did enjoy this episode then share it let your friends and colleagues know and also let us know your thoughts on social media I always love to see how we've helped you with Podspot and how you have started to integrate some of our hints and tips into your own teams and businesses so make sure you let us know by tagging at UK on social media or you can also leave us a podcast review don't forget to subscribe we release a new episode of podspot on a bi-weekly basis so to make sure you don't miss out make sure you head to bit.ly forward slash podspot podcast and we will see you on the next episode thanks so much for listening take care